0: Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast where we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There is no off-season, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this outside at Eleanor Pardee Park in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Hey! uh, I'm back in Palo Alto for a family reason. And while I'm here, I decided to maybe uh, bank a podcast or two. Uh, thanks for those of you who are listening. When I gave you my uh, Sully Baseball Christmas present, which was restoring the Sully Baseball Daily podcast format for at least a little bit over a week from Christmas Eve right through the second day of the year, that was fun to do. I'm glad it was. It was fun to have the River Sully flow on a daily basis. It's still. Not going to be doing it, but there's uh, I'm going to tease you again once I make the once I figure out some of the the bumps and bruises here. Uh, there's going to be a a slightly different format for Sully baseball going into this year where I'm going to be doing at least a weekly show, but I may be creating some additional content for a Patreon account that I'm setting up so maybe your pal Sully can, I don't know, well. See, make, a, make a, enough money on this to increase some of the production values in a way that I think as we're going into 2018, which is, you know, just what, six years of doing Sully Baseball Podcasts is, uh, would be a fun thing to do. But anyway, that's not why I'm doing a podcast today. It's a beautiful kind of chilly, cloudy morning here in the Bay Area. So I'm taking care of some family business and I am going to bring up a name that I was not expecting to bring up, but it's an interesting name as we're bringing up the Hall of Fame candidacies. You know, the Hall of Fame votes, I'll I'll announce my official vote. I don't have a vote in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but uh, I will tell you who I would personally vote for. Uh, We already know we have Jack Morris and Alan Trammell are going in uh, from the Veterans Committee, and it looks like we're going to have a crowded stage. You know, undoubtedly, Chipper Jones and Jim Tomey are going to get in. Chances are uh Trevor Hoffman, who I personally wouldn't vote for, but I, again, I'm not going to sit and protest it, is going to get in. Uh Vladdy Guerrero looks like he's going to get in. And then there are several other ones who are, you know, floating around on the ballot. You know, certainly the Edgar is of the world. And then the giant mastodons in the room being Bonds and Clemens. Now, I've made my pitch for what I think should happen with them. First of all, they have my votes. They have my votes. I I believe both Clemens and Bonds took performance-enhancing drugs, and yet they still have my votes. I, I can rationalize it and say... They were Hall of Famers before their bodies ballooned up. And I can also rationalize and say, uh, I would rather have PED users than some of the people who are already in the Hall of Fame. You may not agree with that. Obviously, a bunch of people don't. Uh, I believe that Clemens and Bonds were the best of their eras and therefore belong in the Hall of Fame. Now, the solution for Bonds for me was extraordinarily simple which was when he was a hitting coach of the Miami Marlins, take one at bat. Go in there and take a cut. Because when that happens, that resets his Hall of Fame clock, and we won't be talking about him for another five years. And in another five years, uh, I think people will be a lot closer. Uh, it'd be, it's a lot easier for Bonds to go in there and take a cut than it is for Roger Clemens to go in there and pitch an inning. But hey, uh, do that too. Have him pitch an inning reset the clock. Now, <clears throat> it's interesting that I've taken that stance where we know that they're this high quality player and they were Hall of Famers before their bodies ballooned up and they were the best of the eras. One of the names who were of the PD crowd that fell off the ballot really, really quickly was Rafael Palmero. And Rafael Palmero is in the news. Now, I didn't expect to say the words Raphael Palmero is in the news, but he's in the news. He is 52 years old, and he wants to make a comeback. Now, let me just say this right here and now, as I'm standing here in Eleanor Party Park. There are some things I'm on the fence about. My thoughts on The Last Jedi, I'm on the fence about that film. There's some things you can persuade me this way or that. Should we have pistachio ice cream or should we have mint chip ice cream? And there's some things that I'm going to have to wait and see for the evidence. But one thing I'm 100% on board and one thing that I want big time is the comeback of Rafael Palmero. Oh my God, there is no downside. There is zero downside in Rafael Palmeiro making a comeback, and there is also a precedent to be set. Now, of all the people who benefited from the PED era, who went from being a good solid player to suddenly becoming an elite Hall of Fame level player, there is no bigger name to bring up than Rafael Palmeiro. When you saw he was a a coveted college prospect and when he came up as a member of the Cubs, he was an all-star, a batting title contender, a good, solid line drive hitter. He goes to Texas, becomes teammates with Jose Canseco, and suddenly becomes a 500 home run guy. The, The the back of his stat card is so egregious and so obvious that, wow, something changed in his game, and it wasn't the, well, he went from a pitcher's park to a hitter's park. He was playing in Wrigley Field, and was a good player in Wrigley Field, and suddenly becomes a 500-home-run guy in, in Texas. And it was of any of the PD users... His career was the most obvious. Hmm, I'm playing in the mid-80s, and this sort of a hitter is valued, but this other kind of a hitter is really valued, and I'll become that hitter. I will transform my body. And when he, you know, the thing that really killed him was not his PED use, but the fact that he was on Congress and waved his finger, very Bill Clinton-like, and said, I did not use performance-enhancing drugs, period. What he should have said was, I did not use performance-enhancing drugs, comma, except for those times that I use performance-enhancing drugs. I've said it before and I've said it again. People don't care about PED users. They care about the behavior around it. People didn't like Bonds when he was skinny. People thought Clemens was arrogant when he was young. But people love Big Poppy. People love Dandy Pettit And there are certain sluggers That you think Oh yeah he used them," But you know We love Bartolo Colon we, He was suspended for PED use But we don't like Ryan Braun Why don't we like Ryan Braun Because he lied about it Was adamant about it And ruined someone's life about it We like Jason Giambi Jason Joby's a big, cuddly, dumb lug of a teddy bear. He's basically Mongo from Blazing Saddles. He said, "Oh, I guess i shoot this in." But we don't like Conseco because he's this arrogant ass. People use PEDs as a way to oh, I don't know express their displeasure with somebody. But expressing that displeasure and having it with a sense of self-righteousness. People hated A. Rod when they thought he was clean. Remember when he resigned with the Yankees for the big, huge, honking contract in 2007, which was the same year that Bonds passed Hank Aaron. Nobody liked A. Rod then. Nobody, no Yankee fan liked A. Rod then. He was about to win the MVP. But the thing that people were saying was, we will have a clean home run king. That's what A-Rod was going to be. He was going to be the clean home run king. But he was vilified for years and years before we knew that his cousin was shooting steroids at his ass at a bathroom stall. So the sin that Rafael Palmero committed was not that he was doing PEDs. But that he did it so arrogantly and defiantly, that he was caught in a lie like that. I think most people didn't know who the hell Rafael Palmero is. I think that's weird because you know he a, was a great player. He was a good-looking dude. And was you know hit some big, huge home runs and everything. But for most people, he you know he played in Texas. He played in Baltimore. A lot of people didn't know who the hell Rafael Palmero was. By the way. Did Rafael Palmero have one of the strangest careers in that he either played for the Rangers or the Orioles, and I could never figure out which team he was on at any given year. Oh, he's back with the Orioles? I thought he was back with the Rangers. He just went back and forth and back and forth between those two teams. Harold Baines, towards the end of his career, kept going back and forth between Baltimore and Chicago the same way, but no one did it in a weirder way than, than Palmero. But I digress. So... That's what people are upset about him. He lied. He did the Clinton thing. He, waved, he wagged his finger. Now, if you look at his numbers, if you just look at his, you know, what he did as a player, you know, he's, you know, what did he, he wound up getting um, 569 home runs and 3,020 hits. Any other, by all metrics, he's a Hall of Famer. But his Hall of Fame candidacy died immediately on the vine because of the PEDs. Now, I find it interesting that we are debating the merits of Bonds and Clemens, and yet players like Palmeiro, and I'll say it, like Manny Ramirez and like Sammy Sosa and like Gary Sheffield, who also are all connected to PEDs, are having candidacies that are non-starters. You know, Pudge Rodriguez was connected to PEDs. I think there's no, the only PD user that was more obvious by all, by all accounts than uh, uh, Palmero was Bagwell. And again, I have no problem with Bagwell being in the Hall of Fame. He was an elite player. There are a bunch of other sluggers that I look at going like, we like that guy too much to ask questions, don't we? <laughs> we, we, we don't want to know. We don't want to know about that one. Um and Pal- but we're, all these other PED candidates are they're, they're non-stars of candidacy, and and none was less of a, you know, a stalled car than Palmeros off the ballot. And here he is wanting to start a comeback at age 52. Do I think he has it in him? And by it, I mean the ability to play Major League Baseball. I'm not talking about PEDs. I don't know. We've seen one video of him in a batting cage. I can post a video of me in a batting cage. I don't know if he can hit a fastball still. I don't know if he has the bat speed. I don't know. I want to find out. I want to find out. Because if he is even the player that he was when he was with the Cubs as a young man, no longer the 500 home run hitter, but a, you know, a good solid line drive hitter. My God, he would be a huge improvement on a ton of teams. We're right now seeing two famously small market, small revenue teams offering seven years and hundreds of millions of dollars to Eric Hosmer. Well, what if they could spend the league minimum and get Rafael Palmero? Take a flyer on him. Seriously. What happens if he can do it? What happens if he can pull it off? I'm not saying he's going to be back to being his all-star self, but what if he is a competent first baseman? What if he could still hit? Then I think we have an interesting redemption for the steroid era. I was dead serious when I said Bond should have taken a cut. You know, he here's Barry Bonds coming off the bench in a Marlins game. Seriously. That would have been amazing. And also. Bonds would have been off the ballot for 5 years and then, you know, we started all up again in 2023. But think about Palmero. The redemption of his career, the redemption of his of all those hits and all those home runs. We'd be able to celebrate him, restart his Hall of Fame clock and then reevaluate him. Now you might say, that, okay, he wasn't a Hall of Fame player before he used it or this, that, or the other thing, but maybe we're stopping thinking like that in about five years. Maybe we'll be able to look at his career differently. I had said this on a podcast a few years ago, that the redemption of the the steroid era is this. Get back to the majors. Seriously. Manny Ramirez, Gary Sheffield... Rafael Palmero, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Alex Rodriguez. Get back to the majors. Earn your way back. Earn your way back and you, know, be tested every day. Prove every day you are not on anything. If you can get back to the majors, if you can get back to major league baseball and earn your way not as out of sympathy so show that you could you know come to to camp as a minor league free agent with an invitation to spring training and see if you can make the team and if you can First of all, all your Hall of Fame clocks will be reset, so we'll have five more years to reevaluate you. But you'll also be able to say, hey, yeah, I did PEDs. I'm sorry. I came back and I showed I was still a major leaguer. You know what? Then they'd all get my votes. Then you said, that's your penance. You got to show us you can get back to the game. And your pal Sully, while I'm wandering around here at Eleanor Party Park, just had a thought. And this is one of the reasons why I do the podcast like this because sometimes I have strange thoughts. I know exactly the place to do it to. I mentioned it with Bonds when he was the coach of the Marlins. He just should have made one at bat as a member of the Marlins. But look at the Marlins right now. They're tearing the team down. Tearing it down to the ground. They're going to have zero payroll it's you know it's just another shameless tear down of the Mar- Marlins and i wonder if it's also a way to sort of say hey baseball can't work in miami let's tear it down and eventually sell it off for parts fine what if they did this what if the Marlins south florida became the haven and say we're going to give these players a shot we're going to put Rafael Palmero at first. We're going to have Manny Ramirez in the outfield, along with Sheffield, along with Sosa. We're going to have Barry Bonds is going to get his at-bats. We're going to sign Roger Clemens to pitch. All the players, just go down the list of all the ones who are there are going to be on the Marlins. And a redemption. All right, would it be a circus? Yeah, it would be a circus. But would it be more entertaining what they have now? Maybe. Just maybe. Would you go to a Marlins game and say, hey, how would you like to see Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Rafael Palmero, um, uh, Manny Ramirez, Gary Sheffield, who was a Marlin? How would you like to have all those players? Throw in Brady Anderson while we're at it. You know, have all, the, all these players who are on PEDs have the Marlins say, hey, we're inviting you to spring training. Make the team. Reset your Hall of Fame clock. And it would make the Hall of Fame process a lot more interesting because what baseball should be doing right now is dissecting the merits of players like Andrew Jones, like Scott Rowland, players who are borderline. You can make an argument for it. say You can persuade me one way or the other for some of these players. Let's analyze. Was Andrew Jones a Hall of Famer? Was Rowland... I don't know off the top of my head right now. I've heard arguments for and against, and both of them are somewhat persuasive. But these are the sort of things we should be debating. These are the things that eventually got players like Burt Blylevin into the Hall of Fame. Is an honest discussion. But unfortunately, some of these players like Roland and Jones aren't going to fall off the ballot after one try because it's so crowded with the Bonds, Clemens, Ramirez, Sosas, and all them in the world. So let's wipe them out. Marlins, invite them all to spring training. At least people will show up. At least people will be paying attention. But the real comeback is Palmero. He wants to come back. He has th- over 3,000 hits, over 500 home runs, and no one is even burping his name. For the Hall of Fame, and that must be eating him inside. There are 30 teams out there. A bunch of them need a first baseman. And some of them could say, hey, we'll give it a flyer. Could it be the Rangers and the Orioles? Or maybe he'll find out you can play for a team other than the Rangers and the Orioles. Either way, Palmero's comeback, I'm in. I am for Rafael Palmero's comeback. Period. All right, well, it's a beautiful morning. I'm going to continue a run. And uh, I'm going to keep popping up here. some other things to say, including a uh, friend of the podcast, Cubs fan with an eight, had a question for me. But I'm going to bring that up on another time. It's uh, about free agent and collusion now. I don't believe there's collusion going on. I guess I'm doing a little teaser for an upcoming episode, so look out for that. Meanwhile, go to sullybaseball.com and look out for announcements of the Patreon account, which I'm setting up right now. Uh, Go to Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, Instagram. uh, The Instagram um, sullybaseballpodcast is my handle, because there already is a sullybaseball out there, if you can believe it. Uh, You can be also send me an email at info at sullybaseball.com. As always, the music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kalisky. Hey, this is a throwback doing one in Palo Alto. I haven't done one in Palo Alto for a while. This has been the Sully Baseball Podcast for the 7th day of January 2018. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. I'm doing my comeback, and you can call me Sully.